this morning, and then next week, Joe's going to pick back up uh, where he left off next week. But this morning, we're going to look at James chapter 2. I want to read for you verses 14 through 26. James chapter 2, verses 14 to 26. If you have your Bible with you and would like to follow along, uh, sometimes it's helpful to be able to read it for yourself as well as to hear um, God's Word. So let us listen together for what God would say to us this morning. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I by my works will show you my faith. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you senseless person, that faith apart from works is barren? Was not your ancestor Abraham justified by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was brought to completion by the works. Thus the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Likewise, was not Rahab the prostitute also justified by works when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by another road? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. Amen. Well, that, uh, that great cartoonist of uh, another generation, Charles Schultz, and his, his famous uh, comic strip, Peanuts comic strip, you know, there was, there was great wisdom contained in that comic strip. It continues to live on even after the, the passing of Charles Schultz. You know the characters. There's Charlie Brown, and there's Lucy, and there's Linus, and there's Schroeder, and there's Snoopy and the curly-haired girl, and, and on and on we go. Well, in, in one particular cartoon, uh, Charles Schultz had Charlie Brown and Lucy walking together and talking, and Lucy said to Charlie Brown that she had decided that she was going to take up a new hobby. And Charlie Brown stopped and looked at her, and he got all enthusiastic, and he said, Well, Lucy, that's great, because you know the people who are really accomplishing something in life, they're the ones who get the most out of it. And, and Lucy was just flabbergasted. She, she said, Accomplish something? I thought we were just supposed to be staying busy. Just staying busy. Now, unfortunately, that's something that many of us are quite good at. Just staying 
busy. But the question that comes up in that conversation between Charlie Brown and Lucy about accomplishing something that's significant or important, well, that's another thing. And that's the thing, you see, that James invites us to focus on this morning. He invites us to um, focus on the connection between our faith in Jesus and our actions, how we live our lives, what we do. Because it, it, it appears that the people to whom James addressed this letter, they were having a, a, a bit of an issue with this uh, faith and action question. They were trying to make it a, an either-or kind of a thing, a dichotomy. Either you uh, have faith, you believe rightly, or you take action, you do things that are good. And what I would like to put before us this morning is the um, premise that that is a false dichotomy. That in fact, faith and action is not an either-or sort of proposition. The two go together. In fact, James goes so far as to say in our text that faith without works is dead. He, he says that more than once in the verses we read this morning. It, those, are, those are strong words. And so he was obviously trying to get the attention of the, the people to whom he was writing. It, it appears that they must have been a group, and there are uh, Christian groups like this today who really focused on uh, right belief. They wanted to make sure they were, they were doctrinally pure, that they believed and taught all the right things uh, about Jesus. And, and in doing that, they focused so much on that, it appears, that uh, they were neglecting to do good for people with whom they came into contact. James paints the word picture for them of a follower of Christ encountering a person who is in need, doesn't have adequate clothing or shelter, doesn't have enough to eat. And the one, the, the Christian who might move to meet those needs, who might be a source of help instead of doing something, simply says, go in peace, keep warm, eat your fill. James says that, that, that purporting to have faith without actually taking action uh, for the needs that are all around us, that that isn't real faith. Faith without works is dead. And, and we still have that kind of dichotomy that sometimes gets played out in, in Christian circles. Today there are evangelical Christians who focus very strongly on believing and thinking and, and teaching rightly. 
And then there are more liberal-minded Christians who think that, that the, the faith is really about what we do in the world. Now, James' critique was, was against the, the, uh, the, the focus on right belief to the exclusion of right action. I think he would have had a similar critique for the other side of the coin that focuses on right action and forgets that we do the action in Jesus' name, that our motivation, our fuel for helping others comes from the love and grace and mercy we have experienced from God in Jesus Christ. It, we can, some, sometimes Christians can be so focused on doing good that we forget where we started. We forget that it's Jesus who provides us with the motivation. And so we end up doing good things that are essentially social work. We fill a stomach for a day, and in so doing, we point to ourselves as the one who does good, but we don't attend to the larger spiritual issues, the eternal issues. And so, what James wants to do is point out that this is a this is a false dichotomy. These are fallacies of the faith that it's either about right belief or about right action. No, the, the two are integrally related. When we come to faith in Jesus, then our, when we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, then our hearts are softened to the needs around us. And we seek to meet those needs, and we do it in the name of Jesus. We compassionately seek to serve others because of our love of God. And we passionately speak the truth about Jesus because of what He has done for us, which then motivates to do for others. That's what we seek to be about here in this church family. In fact, our very brief and easy-to-remember mission statement captures it well. At Church of the Palms, we are about equipping disciples. That's that right believing, that being faithful followers of Jesus for the service of Christ. Equipping disciples to serve others in Jesus' name. That's what we're about. And our vision here in the garden goes right along with that. We have our, the, the four E's, and the, the fourth E is the one that really calls us out to serve. We equip, equip Christ followers to serve others, to take compassionate action, to meet human need that is all around us, sharing the love, grace, and transforming message of Jesus. We remember what is at the, the core? What motivates us to do what we do? It's our faith in Christ while being empowered by God's Holy Spirit. I, I hope that you will join me after this service. Take the time to wander through the Mission Expo tent and 
talk with many of the, the community ministries and, and mission partners to whom we are connected. Because that is an example of how we are striving to do just this. Serve others with the love, grace, and transforming message of Jesus. So you see, James wants us to see the, the, the connection between our Christian faith and the action that we take to serve others in Jesus' name. And, and then he goes on to use some biblical examples of people who demonstrated the, this uh, fusion of their faith and their actions. And, and the, the first example he uses is of Abraham. You remember the story of Abraham and Sarah from back in the book of Genesis. Abraham believed God when the Lord told him that even though he was an old man, he would be the father of many nations. And even though Sarah was already an old woman, when God said that the two of them would have a son, Abraham had faith that God would do what he said he was going to do. And then, of course, Isaac was born. But then you may remember that terrible command that Abraham received from the Lord. Take your son, your only son Isaac, and go to Mount Moriah and sacrifice him there to the Lord. Abraham was ready to take that action. I mean, this, this story is one that needs its own sermon about why would God do that and to explore the foreshadowing of Abraham and Isaac and God's only son, Jesus, who was not spared by the ram caught in the thicket. Abraham demonstrated even when he didn't want to do what God told him to do, even when the thought of it brought such great pain and anguish, Abraham demonstrates for us the connection between true faith and action, what we do in our lives. And then James tells the, mentions the the uh, prostitute, the Canaanite prostitute, Rahab. And you may remember her from the Old Testament. She was the one when the uh, Israelite spies came to scope out the city of Jericho. She believed, she had faith that God was going to do what He said He was going to do. And even though it was at great risk to herself, even though... Everything she had was on the line. She hid the spies, Joshua and Caleb, on her roof. And then she helped them escape from the city. There was a connection between what Rahab believed and what she did. Her faith and her actions matched. And so, if I were to ask you, the question, are you a Christian? Are you a follower of Jesus? How, how would you 
How would you answer me? Would you say, yes, I believe in God? Would you say, yes, I'm a Christian, I, I go to church? Would you say, yes, I'm a Christian, I believe that the, that the Bible is God's Word? And now all those things are, are good, and, and they're important. All those things that we believe. But you see, James wants us to see that that's not the, the whole answer. Our faith involves not just what we believe in here or even hold dear in here. Our, our faith has feet. It takes action. It, it has to do with how we spend our time, with how we spend our money, with what we do out in the world, with the people we seek to serve, the, the needs we seek to meet. You know, we have so many things that we fill our lives with. We have work, and we have hobbies, and we have favorite TV shows, and we have recreational activities, and, and life can be so full and so busy that sometimes we don't stop and ask ourselves the question that came out of that interaction between Charlie Brown and Lucy. We're really accomplishing anything of significance, anything that makes a difference for the long term. Is there a connection between what we say we believe and how we live our lives, what we do, how we care for the needs that are all around us? So as you ponder your response to this question, I, I, I just want to um, encourage you to take advantage of the, of the Mission Expo that's going on today and, and to say that, that for me, something that is, is a, a very important way that I uh, live out my faith. I've, I've been kind of knit together from a heart perspective with brothers and sisters in Christ in, in Latin America. And we have uh, mission partners from uh, two Central American countries in the, in the tent right out in the courtyard, from Honduras and from Nicaragua. And, you know, for, for me, and, and each of us responds to God's call in, a, in our own way, but for me, there is just this uh, connection with the people, God's people in Latin America. And so, uh, for me, Honduras and Nicaragua are more than just two of the three, along with Haiti, two of the three poorest countries in the Western Hemisphere. They're more than just a couple of places where people experience more than their share of political, social, and economic hardship. To, to me, they are places where people I know 
and care about live and work. People with names like David and Hilda and Halil and Ruth and Aaron and Elizabeth. And those people wake up every morning in El Progreso, Honduras, in Esteli, Nicaragua, and they set out to serve the Lord. They set out to put feet on their faith, to unite what they believe with what they do. And those people cherish knowing that they have relationships with Christian brothers and sisters like us. And so how about you? I invite you after this service to take a walk around the expo tent. And as you walk and you talk to those ministry leaders who are our partners, ask God to show you how it is that He is leading you to serve because there are so many needs right here in our own community and in places very far away. Because what God is calling us to do is not just to believe the right thing, but to put feet on our faith and to seek to meet the needs that are all around us. And so as a, an enacted way of, kind of, of closing this portion of our worship service, I would like to invite uh, the Honduras mission team uh, who, who is here to come forward and join me here in the front. And we're going to have a, a time of uh, commissioning for these folks. We'll be leaving uh, beginning next Saturday. The, there's a couple of mission teams this year. And so come on up. And so it's a, it's a joy to get to, uh, to get to have this time of commissioning. I, um, so I'm also on the team, so I, I sort of get to commission myself as well as, uh, as well as the other folks who are going. No, I've got to get the right piece of paper is what I need here. <laughs> I wrote down the commissioning thing. And then I left it in my office. No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the constitution of, of our denomination, the, the Presbyterian Church, says that it is a joy in the life of a church family when certain of our members uh, take a step out and, and commit themselves to uh, acts of discipleship like the one we are going to be taking as we move into Honduras. So it is really appropriate that we have this time of commissioning. And as we are commissioned, I want us to have uh, Jesus' words, the risen Christ who spoke to his disciples in the first chapter of Acts. He said to them, he told them to wait in Jerusalem. And then he said, you'll receive power 
when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Beginning in Jerusalem, this is our Jerusalem, right here in Sarasota, and then Judea and Samaria, that would be Florida, and, and even the United States, and to the uttermost ends of the earth. Now, Honduras is only a couple hours away by plane, but it is a, it is a different culture that we'll be entering into. And so, um, Jesus is calling us to serve in that place. And so, as we have met together, studied Scripture together, prayed together, and gotten to know one another as a team in recent weeks, I would ask you to um, respond to these questions. Do you promise, to the best of your ability, to be a faithful ambassador of Jesus Christ and a uh, faithful ambassador of this congregation, Church of the Palms? If so, please say yes with the help of God. Do you, the people who are Church of the Palms, promise your love and support and prayers for these members of the Honduras team? If you do, please say yes with the help of God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your call, for us to have feet on our faith, for your word to us through the epistle of James, reminding us that there is a foundational connection between what we believe as followers of Christ and what we do in compassionate response to needs that we see around us in our own community and in places that may seem far away, like Honduras. And so we pray your blessing upon these representatives of our church family. Pour out your spirit upon each one of them. Help them to be faithful to you. Give them a uh, open spirit, a receptiveness to what you will do with this time in Honduras, whether this might be their first trip to that place or uh, the next in a series of many trips. We desire to be about your will and your work through this team. Bless those with whom we come in contact, whether it be on a construction project or in vacation Bible school. We desire, by what we say and by what we do, to proclaim your love and grace in Christ Jesus. Bring them back safely to us. We pray it in your name. Amen. Thank you very much. You may return to your seat and let's... Close the service.